right pod on my pod. <laughs> <laughs> Dad bod rap pod episode hundred something. My name is Demo Carter, aka Dim One. I am joined here by Senor Nate LeBlanc. Yo. And Mr. David Ma. Yo, yo, good to be here. Yeah, man. Uh it is lightweight a day off for some of us, MLK Day. For some. For yeah. some. Not for you, right? Uh, no, no. I was totally off. Um, I do an MLK Day event uh, with the local arts community here, so I was kind of out doing that a little bit. What does that today. Like, consist of? So uh, it's an event that we put together in the wake of the 2016 election when we were like, fuck, what are we going to do? Mm. Uh, and it's called Stand, a Day of Art and Solidarity. So really like a combination of a, a teach-in um, and then we have some lunch, do some performances, uh, really cool vibes. So, um, yeah, I was out doing that today, kind of getting people amped up for 2020 is going to be effing crazy. Is it all soundtrack to the R.E.M. song? The end of the world as we know it. Well, uh, stand in the place where you were. Oh, man. It's really a reference to Sly and the Family Stone, but that is good. That right. is, thank you for bringing Michael Stipe to the party. You should get everyone together and then just start playing that. And like, yeah. you're, you'll be the only person like, hyped. <laughs> I think that'd be a good wow. one for you. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's going to be a crazy year. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here uh, feeling good because this weekend I had a little extra time. And I'm not ashamed to admit that I found out who Virgil is. Um, um, the Ted DiBiase's manager? Right. <laughs> well, yeah. But so so half the time I'm like, is this a weird reference to right, that Virgil? Right. They, love, they love wrestling. So. They love wrestling. And I'm like, well, or is it like a jeweler? I'm so, used to, um, I'm so used to rappers just dropping these references. And I really don't take the time to kind of figure out what's behind it. But the Virgil thing had caught my imagination. So let's, let's catch people up because we were talking about this off mic. People probably don't even know what we're referencing. So on the Griselda group album, WWCD, there's a fa pretty notable part where he gets him to... Tell Virgil right brick on my brick. <laughs> it's so it's so ridiculous. And they've they've name dropped Virgil a bunch of times totally. before. And I'm like, so. is this a homie? Like right. who is this? Yeah. So that's Virgil Abloh, probably the most notable designer in the world who started off white and now is the menswear designer for Louis Vuitton, which and, is like right. an insane that's, come up. That's a crazy Like rise. to come right. from where he right. comes from, which is basically like making t shirts and pretending to be a DJ and being friends with Kanye to like right. Be like be, running a couture house is just insane. That's insane. Yeah, and I I, I found out what off white was. Uh, obviously, you can see I do not drip. I have no drip <laughs> capabilities. Although I will say, in 2019, I did um, step my shoe game up just to avoid Nate gaze. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest Virgil Abloh joke I've ever heard is from the comedian Ian Carmel, and it works better in a written setting. But I'll do air quotes, and th his big thing is like just saying like what things are but putting quotes around it in like this very standard font like if he does a stapler it says stapler <laughs> and like that's taken him a really far away amongst other of his kind of design tricks so well the joke is uh virgil abro virgil abro wrote dick on my dick and now i can't <laughs> afford my dick <laughs> wow that is a, okay that is a good joke okay isn't okay. that the name of uh quavo's album too did is that a reference? A, a Virgil thing? I believe so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Oh, and then Two Chains amigos? talks about them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's. They're not my amigos. <laughs> no, it's... I thought that's what the reference was, but maybe it, it was a Ted DiBiase. Definitely could be. Ted DiBiase reference. Totally. Which I would get. Yeah. So. <laughs> the, the whole thing with rap, though, is just kind of just play along. 
I always find that it always. <laughs> I always get it eventually. What's this I chronic? always think I get the reference. Like really? I, I at least have a thing of what I think it is, and right. sometimes I'm wrong, but I usually don't admit it. I didn't know what they were talking about in the chronic forever. So no. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's not back pain. I've <laughs> <laughs> got some icy hot. Yeah. Like, I'm oh down. man. Um. So I have a friend who I'm not going to name names, but he's one of my very good friends since we were kids, and now he is you know, running in much different circles than I am. And he's buddies with Virgil and he got invited to go fly out to the Paris wow. fashion show that we all kind of watched on Twitter because wow. they had a dude tap dancing to rock Marciano right. yes. and West Side Gun. Gun. Yeah. West Side Gun's first time out of the country since he was in jail and he was able to get his passport finally. Oh, and sick. he had this like crazy good time. Seemingly he recorded an album in 10 hours. He nice. wore a shark's Jersey right, to one of the right, fashion shows. Right. Like I've been Sick. following this like very closely, but I asked my friend who I saw over um, Christmas and he knows who he is. If he's listening, I was like, Hey man, that's so cool. You got invited. If you go, you have to ask him, was it a real brick? Like, cause, oh, cause eventually okay, Virgil okay. did write brick on the brick and there's a whole like Instagram thing of it. And I'm like, is it a real brick? I have to know. I won't say it on the Sniff podcast. It. I just have yeah. to know. Okay. Rub a little on your teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's pure. <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't think my friend was able to go because no. it's like right after the holidays and to travel again and he has a family and stuff. But um, I'm dying wow. to know if that was a real brick or not. It's, yeah, this so fascinating, the the trajectory of Griselda, Westside Gun. Um, if you would have said this at the beginning of 2018, or something. Right. This is where they'd be. It, you it's would seem nuts. like a I, weirdo. Yeah. I believe they're going to be on the Tonight Show like tonight or tomorrow. Wow. Shut up. That's yeah, crazy. literally. So, As the yeah. group. As the group. That's so cool. Yeah. I think doing the group thing really helped. Like mm -hmm. it gives you all three flavors 100%. at once. It's like those weird uh, ice cream sandwiches that have the uh, Neapolitan. The Neapolitan. Neapolitan. <laughs> it's a Coke wrap Neapolitan. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Here for it. Shout out to Napoleon Syndrome. Oh uh, uh, wow. Yeah. The. Uh, I know Dave was not as into it as we were. I think it's w really WWCD. Yeah, what right, would Sheen right. do? Um, they all have good albums and mixtapes right. apart, but when you put it together, I think there's something special about it, and it's on the major label, and it's just a bigger. Yeah, but but what I loved is that it it didn't do the like now we're on a major label and At all. we're gonna do weird stuff that didn't get us here, right, which we were right. we actually when we did our Griselda primer. Which I think was uh was season. It was about a year ago. Yeah, it was about a year ago. Year. We we openly kind of mused like now right. that they were getting involved with Shady, like would right. would they do those weird overreaches that groups do when they get to the major label level? But what I love about Griselda is they know what their formula is and they know what's right. good about it, and they just kind of kept doing that. On WWCD, to me, feels like they kind of just called through the best tracks from their individual stuff i, I don't think that's how it came it together was nice but to, it, it was felt nice like that. to see them sort of weave in and out you know what i mean yeah. and, yeah. and have the interplay between one another so i really like seeing that i um and i hate to bring it up but uh eminem's new album Oof. Uh, they're all over it though are they mm -hmm. okay i thought they weren't on it that's the that's the controversy i thought they are on it i don't are think you, they are are you positive i'm on the but none of us are going to listen to it which uh, is great <laughs> i like that we're all musing about it but from the position of i Black don't ever want to hear it. On it yeah yeah uh, you know what this album I'm, reminds me of and I, again i haven't listened to it but looking at track listings um it reminds me of those shack albums <laughs> Where everybody knew Shaq was trash, but he obviously was cutting right, checks. Right. And like he had Black Thought on the album. You know what I mean? And the RZA and Right. Yeah. Right. This kind of feels to me like it's it's in one of Eminem's uh Shaq era 
albums where people are just like Him well, and Das of, Effects. Well, of course, yeah, of course, I'm gonna work with you. Like you, you're Eminem. Yeah, um, the features are Young M.A., Royce the Five Nine, White Gold, Ed Sheeran. Sick. Pretty similar to I Benny. I saw him on there. Juice World, <laughs> Skyler Gray, Black Thought, Denon Porter, Q-Tip, Royce, Anderson Pack. Okay. And then there's a Slaughterhouse track. I stand uh, corrected. Everybody except for there. Joe Budden. It, so this is the thing, right? You'd think they would be. He's on theirs. Right. right. Were they right. like, no? Well, or I were think, they not invited? Right. I, I think with Eminem, he's definitely in what I would call like the the country club phase, right? He's done everything. He can set up a rap clubhouse, invite people over, have a good time. I, I honestly think like the output doesn't really matter at this point, and I'm I'm sure it's all pretty bad. But he is just in a position where he can call together his favorite artists. I put this on the on the our Twitter timeline. Can't he just do a pod like the rest of us forty somethings? <laughs> like, do a pod. Do invite. It, do it in rhymed verse. I mean, just invite fucking exhibit over and talk about smoking grooves, whatever year. I mean, just. I mean, that would be so much more entertaining than continuing to be this kind of like forty something Kyle Shanahan looking ass <laughs> uh, rap dude. I don't, I don't know. Think he has a lot of stories from the cool times because he was so drugged out. Interesting. Like he was. Maybe like he doesn't even remember in the trailer like high okay like being introverted that's why i think all of his references are so dated ah uh, like he, he just don't it's get like out he much. was like a battle rapper like okay dude who was out in the detroit suburban streets or whatever right or trailer park streets and then there's this time where he's intensely famous but right. nothing really happens to him because okay. he's like insulated and high okay and like it's just an intense period and then there's nothing and then right. there's now well, and, and look, he, he got his life together. There was a time. I have a, I have a really strong theory about this, and I'm here for all Eminem jokes. I think jokes about his album are great because they don't affect him at all, and they're funny. But I do feel like he, he got clean, he got his life together, and the game passed him by. His approach yes. was so on for a particular period of time, and it's interesting because you can see uh, through, the, through the Twitter that there are some people who don't understand why we think he's whack now. And I'm just like, well, there, there's new standards for how you do this shit, and he's still adhering to a very, the ice pick, slice dick standard <laughs> <laughs> of, of 1997, which, right. I mean, look, Slim Shady, brain dead like Jim Brady, I thought that shit was, was dope in 95. Right, and we're right. just, we're in a different place. The game has passed him by. It's, it's fine. Like, I, I think... Uh, Again, none of these jokes do anything for him. Whatever he makes on this album could pay for all three of my kids' college. Right. He is unaffected by this. Right. I thought it's it fine. was kind of cool to break his branding up a little. It's always the same like font from his logo with like a one-word title. Mm, right. I think the last couple have all started with R. It's really? Like relapse, oh, interesting. Re whatever. Regurge. Re <laughs> <laughs> well, that this, was just the content. Uh, yeah. This is a regurge of um album title though, right? This is Dan the Automator's uh Dan album. I, I don't what? think that's what he's referencing. I think he's oh, actually he's, he's referencing, referencing what Automator was referencing, which is Hitchcock, right? Right, right. Um, correct. Um and he's correct. even doing the like, and, and you know what though? You know what though? If you're gonna get murdered, I don't know, this probably does go with it. I would have to say, probably sonically again, I haven't listened to it. Um, but it's just, it's so interesting. I'm wondering because my music history is spotty. Is there like a rock equivalent to somebody so virtuoso who just became so corny? Is, isn't Eminem like a Joe Satriani, like Steve Vai kind of like 
guitar soloist guy <laughs> okay, at this point. Okay, it's just okay. like, yeah, dude, 20 minute guitar solo. Cool. Yeah. What what was learned? What was experienced? Like, right, right. wow, that's a very explosive technique you have. And Can you put it. it in the service of a good song? And the answer right now is no. But uh, I do feel like, you know, I don't know. I haven't listened to this record, by by the way. I don't know if this is what it is. I would like to hear, like, Black Thoughts verse and I, uh, see what he okay. does with I Anderson Pac. I checked that song, dude. It sucks. Is it? It was okay. unlistenable. Okay. It was unlistenable. Straight up. <laughs> yeah. We like all the same things, so I can, <laughs> I can keep not listening. Dave, listening for science, uh, <laughs> just to make sure we're, we're clear that that was abject <laughs> trash. What what I love though is I missed out on Jesus Jesus is King. I still have not heard you didn't do it at all. Not a second of and that then record. And that whole Sunday service record yeah. came out and like did anyone check Who that at all? Cares? The opera? No, he did a he did a record as Sunday service that came out. Right. Maybe the day after Christmas something or like, like the that. Sunday right, of right. Christmas no or something really? and it like just disappeared. No? Yeah. yeah no, so you got to I didn't James even check that? it. Yeah. yeah. It, because it's not under Kanye's name it didn't like bring the same uh attention. Interesting. Interesting. No, I, I, I'm really happy we live in a time where you could totally miss a record. I mean, it's it's good and bad. Well, you're not going to hear Eminem bumping out of anybody's car where we live. <sighs> well, right. I well, <laughs> I will say this, though. I have an airtight well. theory. And when me and Dave were, were uh, doing the Peter Butter Wolf thing, I explained this to Peter Butter Wolf, and he said I should do stand-up. Which I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he did, he did. This was a funny. Um, <laughs> is that there's three there's three types of music that you were hearing here spilling out of vehicles <laughs> if it's a convertible it's eminem but like eminem show era eminem out of convertibles <laughs> i have anecdotal evidence to suggest this is absolutely true that's funny uh if you're riding a motorcycle it will be either p-funk or james brown uh war war <laughs> war, yeah, war yeah, is a heavy yeah. why can't we be friends yeah. tower of power right if your it's motorcycles too loud dickhead yeah that's why yeah. we can't be friends <laughs> <laughs> we don't want your funk um and then if you have kind of like a box Chevy late model American muscle car, it's like Mac Dre and or Mozzie. Every, everything I hear is always like Bay Street rap. And yeah. I'm always trying yeah. to figure out who it is. So right. I kind of like put my window down and be yeah. like, oh, what is that? I'm I, I had, a, I had an interesting interaction with a dude uh, at the gas station who was uh, bumping Larry June, who is kind of the, the Bay Area dude of note right yeah, now. Yeah, totally. So I, I started singing along, and he really felt affirmed by that. He's like, Larry June is that dude? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's kind of like Mac Dre, but for my generation. And I was like, ooh, not Thanks. my generation. <laughs> yeah, he was making a clear <laughs> distinction. Like, yeah. that. That's cool, though. Yeah. I'd rather hear some good music. If I hear see someone listening to some good shit, I'll give him the nod. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, I was kind of like, yeah. no, I, I got to I gotta respect that. It's like very, so, very rare for anyone to be listening to what I'm listening to. Yeah. It's like no one So in when San you hear Jose somebody like bumping Blockhead at the uh, at the oh, 76 uh, station. Yeah, so it's it's an interesting time for music. A lot of dope music out. We have just started this year. We're not even, this is barely day 20 um, of this year. And there's already so much going on. So many things. The dad bod rap pod machine keeps moving on. We have another dope interview for you guys today. Um Remember when we used to be like all secretive about the interviews, as right. if people couldn't see what the fuck <laughs> yeah. they clicked on it's in the title? Yeah, um, don't so, spoil it. Yeah, for the people who clicked on this, knowing it was there, blind for the blind <laughs> spotters. Uh, today we have a, you know, you know, another. I hate to say like we throw around legendary a lot, but I do think in this case it is uh, definitely warranted. We have evidence on the program today of dilated people's Grammy Award winner, somebody who has the coldest Eminem diss um, <laughs> and also has worked with Kanye West. 
for dudes like us, I I do put him up there. I put him on a level of. He's such a regular dude rapper. Like he like his, a lot of his stuff is about his like life in Venice and his son and like his kind of the like, weather. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> or I don't want to say depression, but like not not about like depression. Like especially that last record, uh, the Weather Man or what? Yeah. Weather is that what it was yeah. called? Yeah. yeah, it was. It's pretty dark. Right, right. And, and he's, to, he's like his wife is an open book, kind of sluggish in that. Sluggish, way. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gloomy, definitely. Uh, but at the same time, there's something somewhat comedic about it. And he's also um, just kind of maintained his brand. Now we're in the th- third decade. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Of, of so. And he's like a very sought after producer. Like, right. Totally. When, when, right. when cats get a track from him, it's like it's not quite on like, oh, I got an alchemist beat, but it's almost right. right. It's totally, like I got totally. an evidence beat. Like, yeah. that's a big deal. Yeah. He slowly sort of built his production brand mm-hmm. you know what i mean because at, at first he was sort of this like slow punchline mc right mm-hmm. yeah dilated so, person <laughs> <laughs> you know? so there was kind of that that evolution um because he's a guy from a particular era right right and i think if what i always look at is like where are you at and where are your contemporaries like everybody that you started with so of yeah of that pack he's definitely managed to kind of transition and weave through the time he also shows up great in the twitter space he's a he's an incredible twitter follow um it, i, w- I want to draw a quick parallel and I know like little brother who we interviewed at the mm-hmm. end of last year mm-hmm. also was on ABB records at oh, the that's same right. time right. but that's they right. have like super duper beef with it and like don't acknowledge it oh shit like, yeah they like they they have like they're seriously like at war with Benny B at certain different times okay. in life and like okay. the, the fact that they talked to us about it and we're pretty chill about it I re- learned later was an anomaly mm. but Interesting. Uh, yeah that they, they, they had uh worked the angles and reworked the angles those are like two <laughs> of the biggest selling 12 yeah. inches of their time yeah they just stormed out of the gates that's still my favorite stuff from them it's just like the very oh. very early um thing where raka and evidence were balanced and babu was like making totally. like pretty 100%. simple beats and doing right. like scratch choruses i'm like right. yep that's what i like and i gotta yeah. say like live uh live show they were really good and you wouldn't think like they're sort of st- i i did i wouldn't think that their style would translate to being to be in the live but yeah. it was awesome yeah. dude like evidence i remember like he pulled out like this big bag of weed and just started throwing weed throwing out. weed <laughs> out yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, the best yeah. show i ever i know to. i'm yeah. on 19 i grabbed a twomp it was a silly <laughs> show <laughs> You know? For if, for those out there in Radioland in Bay Area parlance, a twomp is right. twenty dollars worth of weed. Is that not known? Is that not a thing no, in other yeah, places? Outdated, no, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a very regional and and somewhat dated, regional like Dave. I, it's, yeah. uh, a, a twomp. I'm doing air quotes again. Yeah. Um, is like it's it's a gram basically. Right. Yeah, it's a gram yeah, for twenty, yeah, right? Like 20 and when, when I gram. ask for a gram at the dispensary, you should see the looks these kids give me. Oh, They're man. just like, oh, I didn't realize you're a broke ass old man. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is gonna last me for like six weeks. I do not need an eighth. Oh, what I would do with an eighth right now? Like, yeah, just, like cure yeah. it for the future. Like, Penner LeBlanc yeah. over here. Uh, oh, I see. Man. I see. Day job LeBlanc. Oh man, <laughs> give me some. Uh, <laughs> I probably do owe you like <laughs> mountains of weed. Of we looked at the piles we've created over the last like twenty years of friendship. So we'll we'll definitely have to check in with evidence um, about his his weed habit. Um, and it, in addition to his incredible career uh so after the imaginary break that i'm inserting right here we will talk to evidence
All right, Dad Bar Rap Pod, we have another dope interview for y'all today. On the line, we have super dope MC, producer, Grammy Award winner, multi-decade hip-hop stalwart, Evidence. How's it going, man? Good. How you doing? Good, good, man. Uh, thanks for joining us today. We, yes. we, we want to talk to you about your history, um, your recent work, but I think a, a burning question amongst all of us here is, in your opinion, Indica or sativa <laughs> or hybrid? Indica. Indica? For okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No question. Yeah, yeah. No this, question. I think the it other says one a lot is about a like venturing off. You can venture off for a minute, but you always come back to the, to the real puncher. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so you, we were talking uh, off air that now you're in your third decade of of hip hopping, uh, I guess. How, no. how have how have you sustained? Um, a lot of Wait. your contemporaries are are no longer around. How have you been able to kind of have wait, this longevity? It, wait, 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 wait. Third decade. Wait, wait. Hold on. Two thousand. <laughs> two thousand. I guess the end of the nineties. We're going end of nineties, two thousands, tens. That's three decades, right? You touched yeah. three decades. <laughs> Sorry, not saying you've been out for 35 years, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah I was like, wait a second, that sounds crazy. <laughs> that's my sativa mind, putting that Technically, together. Technically, we just started the new one. Oh, that's right, right. 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 So, right. You've, so 40 decades deep, Evidence. How, <laughs> how have you managed to kind of uh, sustain when, honestly, a lot of acts that started off uh, when you first came in the game are no longer around? Um. I, you know, just because people aren't rapping doesn't mean that the game pushed them out either. You know, I mean, mm. some people moved on from shit. I used to skateboard and I don't skateboard anymore. And you know what I mean? So some mm. people rapping maybe wasn't a mainstay for everybody. You know, it could have been the thing that they did for a while or it was a phase or whatever. But I think when you find what you what you genuinely like doing, um, it gets tricky to leave. It just be, it becomes a part of you, what you do and, and your makeup and um part of your routine and the habit you've created so yeah for me it's genuinely what i love doing and to find a way to make a, a living at it is um is a blessing mm. and you know there's a lot of ways to do that um, and be successful in music so i mean I, i'm you know you got to go where the money is obviously i don't yeah. want to um just be chasing you know chasing the tail and just chasing some dream but if you can find success doing what you're doing and it's paying the bills and coincidentally it's what you love doing there is no better blessing than that so i'm grateful for for how long i've been rocking doing this word word well ev um you've been doing it for a minute and you know a lot of people sort of uh celebrate your your lyrical prowess but i i want to touch a little bit on your production um when did you start producing and um sort of uh, let the people know what kind of equipment you fuck with yeah, I mean, I started producing when I was doing dilated people stuff, um, mm -hmm. but we know Joey Chavez was our main producer, and we had DJ Lethal, and mm -hmm. we had a act. We had access to a lot of great people, even previous to working with Alchemist, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it was like um, we were going East Swift, and just a lot of dope people. So um, just using my beats because wasn't ever a thing I wanted to do. You know, when when I made one that stuck, it, it got thrown in. But I wasn't always pushing my tracks to to necessarily be um, the only thing that we use. And because of that, you know, Babu came into the fold and his mm. production took over as well. And, um, you know, the, the dilated sound was dope. Even if I didn't produce everything, I still had my hand in the the bigger picture of the sound. And, you know, and that just doing that um, 
hanging out with Alchemist, who's probably, you know, one of my best friends and just seeing how that all went down and learning from a producer, QD3, who was the one who kind of showed me like how hip hop got made. I've always had an interest in the production. So, okay. for, yeah, for me, even if, you know, you didn't, weren't aware that I had my hand in that beat or whatever, I did do a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, I, did, I was also a rapper, so it was like. I wouldn't get on stage and, you know, and be like, this is the beat I did, you know, <laughs> so, but, you know but there were a lot, you know, and right. so, but yeah, it, it, it never took the, um, the forefront of like my attention, but mm -hmm. it, it never stopped either at the same time. And lately I've been gearing into a lot more, um, just like seeing my potential, like trying to reach my potential as a producer, sure. um, equipment I've I use, I use a lot of the hardware stuff like the mm -hmm. ASR and MP and I, I got Ableton and, mess with that just to kind of see what the hype was about mm -hmm. you know to learn okay. it well, like um, um taking apart a card and putting it back together so you understand how it works you know yeah totally but yeah i've got to work with a lot of great people and you know and i got to work you know like a grammy like you were saying with that production with kanye and lincoln park and some other big things that were like notable how how was that i mean you you got to work with kanye at a at a period an interesting period in his career and his career has taken a, a really interesting arc but can you talk a little bit about what what that was like at that particular time and kind of what you took from that experience um it was just a good experience you know it was just early he you know to be honest he was just like a beat like a like-minded beat maker type you know mm -hmm. who was where he was plotting on going with his career as a rapper was like unknown to all of us. But um, as okay. far as like a beat guy, we knew where he kind of stood and he was, you know, kind of like-minded maybe from a different school or a different side of the country or whatever, but he was still like a digger who was making the kind of shit that I fucked with, you know? So at the time working with him really wasn't a reach or anything like that. Seeing where he went with it was, you know, that was amazing. But, and to have my hand in it early was real cool, but it, it really wasn't a reach. He was just a dude making beats. You know what I mean? Right, I think his right. personality and his songwriting, what he did on top of the beats was got, was what got him where it right. got him. Yeah. Well, yeah. um, you, you know, you touched on Alchemist a little bit and I mean, you guys had that Step Brothers project and, you know, you talked about being in the lab with him. Um, what are some things that, you know, as a producer that you picked up from working with Alchemist and just being so close? Mm, yeah, Al is real tough. Um, yeah, just not to settle, you know, <laughs> okay. not to settle. Because, like, you know, a lot of people think that they're great because, and they are, they're, they are great. But just because you're great and sit down to make a beat doesn't mean that it's going to be a great beat. You know, you got to be, you got to be honest with yourself. And the same way when I, you know, when I write a rap, like sometimes the word will just rhyme too easy or it'll feel like too much of a layup. So like mm -hmm. as a writer, you'll know you got to erase that or scratch that out and try to find and replace it. You are dope, but just because you write it doesn't mean everything you're going to write is going to be dope. And if you take that approach with beats, like, all right, this beat is dope. Turn that shit off. Let's top that. You know what I mean? Right, Turn that right. shit off. Let's top that. And don't settle. Um you know, just because you put a drum beat to the loop doesn't mean it's the right drum beat. Mm -hmm. You know, like a lot, Al Alchemist is very tailor driven, like in, in a lot of the, um, the subtleties and a lot of his little nuances he does that mm -hmm. are what creates his style and makes him him. And it's, um, you're not buying off the rack with him. It's like real tailor made shit. You know what I mean? Right. So it's yeah, like, that's well said. I, that's cool. Yeah. I've, I've learned a lot from that with him. Um, can we talk a little bit about the new record um, that you did with Brother Ali? Um, can you just tell us about that experience? And had you guys been had this in the back of mind for a while? Or like, how did it come about to do a full uh, producer MC project? 
I toured with him in 2010, and um, I, that's where I got to know him, really, because I had just kind of signed with Rhyme Series and stuff right before I put out um, Cats and Dogs, my first album on their label. And um, I just liked him as a person, you know? Like, mm. I, I I didn't come up as a Brother Ali fan. Like, I didn't have his catalog or no shit about him, really, except, like, who he was and mm. that he was this and he was good. You know what I mean? But I didn't really know much past that. So when I got to start touring with him and start to learn his catalog and like see how his rhymes affect an audience, I, mm-hmm. I definitely was like, oh, this is like he's he's different, you know, and that's the reason he has a fan base because he's different. And yeah. so but but he would always, you know, he has a distinct thing with his voice where, you know, he, he can go real loud and, and um, to some appear preachy at some points. And so when we would go eat after the show or like at soundcheck or like driving during the day. He would talk and I'd always in my mind be like, I like the way you sound when you're just talking to me, you know, and so I, I told him that and he was always like, yeah, aunt tells me the same shit, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? And I was like, if we ever get to do a project one day, man, I'm going to try to, you know, produce your vocals. And he's like, I'd be down. I'm with that. And then it just never happened. And so finally, I guess last year, the, the time just started happening because we started communicating just naturally again. Yeah. That's cool. I hear what LA. saying and I think I subconsciously picked up on it hearing the new record because i was like oh this is a different brother ali like this is a i guess it's just more modulated it's more like um even keeled perhaps and like the it you can appreciate the rhyme more the writing it just like comes i, I don't know more. some people might enjoy it the other way i'm not you know i i'm not really it's you guys to decide but for me i was focusing on like replay value and like mm. He's a really good writer, you know, and it was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, we can we can put we don't have to overdress this up. Right. You know, we can just kind of like let it be raw and and people will get to hear you on a different frequency. So yeah. I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that record. I think it's really dope. I think it's going to play well over time. too. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, another record that I think definitely uh, is going to have legs over time is uh, whether or not, which is your, looking your, your 2018 release. Um, yeah. Can you can you talk a little? I know that's like a deeply personal record but can you can you talk about like um how how that i don't know it just kind of it seemed like it was a almost in the brother ali thing it kind of seemed like we were getting a a little bit of a not a newer but a different take on you i felt like i got to know you a little bit better as a as an artist through this record was that kind of the intent for you to 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 open up on this record or or is that just kind of what came out it's kind of what happened i think because there's still a lot of songs that are like big drum beats and scratching and I'm, you know, and I'm not really rapping about anything per se. There's a few of those as well. So like in my mind, it, I was trying to balance it and not make it that. But then when I listen back now, because people keep saying this over and over, I realize even in the songs where I'm trying not to <laughs> talk about shit, it, it keeps through in a lot of lines, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I guess it's just, it, it captured an honest point where I was um, the, the making of it really wasn't like a fun, not not that it wasn't fun, but what I'm saying is that I would start and I would stop. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. like a, sometimes when you get in a groove and you just bang a record out in two months or three months and okay. all the lines are dropping, right? It, it kind of like gained momentum and then stopped and gained momentum and stopped. So I think the, the blessing of that looking back on it was is I had a lot of time to see what was passing the time test, you know, like mm-hmm. this one is this one keeps playing, you know what I mean? And yeah. so even though it's old, this one's not going away, you know, whereas sometimes when you make a record fast, you don't have the, um, you just don't have the time to, to see if that's possible. And so mm. 
yeah, it came out good. And I didn't, you know, when I finished it, I, it really wasn't like we were all high-fiving. I, I just kind of was like happy that it was finished, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, when the response came back good, it, it was really rewarding. Um, yeah, because I said I talked some real personal stuff on a few of them. So, yeah, the um, the the part about being like a, a hard-on-your-sleeve kind of rapper is um, it's a little scary because, you know, you're yeah. – you're not hiding behind just word schemes and, and flows and stuff. You kind of like, you know, you're really like, this is me. And if people right. don't like who you actually are, then fuck that sucks compared to just not liking how you connected words or whatever. You know what I mean? So, yeah, okay. 100%. Yeah. And so when, when those ones come back is like, people feel it as honest and not, they can see it as a, a real honest, not like a sympathy piece, but like right. really like therapeutic kind of shit that you're sharing mm-hmm. i think they can see the difference and when it's genuine then i think it gets rewarded and I, i'm always scared of that line you know so, oh my god but uh yeah i'm happy it got it came out the way it did and uh, i'm really happy about the response dope dope um yeah. hey, hey ev um i wanted to know um you know you're a bit of a journeyman um you know stuff with dilated people stepbrothers uh your solo work collaborations how did you link up with rhyme series you uh touched on it a little bit earlier um you know, atmosphere obviously sort of came up around the same time. Can you talk a little bit about how you guys linked up and, you know, what that experience has been like? Yeah, when I was on, you know, like we used to do Fifth Element. That's the record store that's connected mm-hmm. to, uh, to Rhyme Sayers office below mm-hmm. in Minneapolis. We used to, as dilated, and we used to like go through there and do in stores like the okay. same way you go to you go to Fat Beats and, you know, the same kind of thing. And um, they were always not atmosphere per se, like slug and ant, but like the whole staff, like I didn't really meet them that much, but the whole staff and everybody who like always had us there was always really professional and and really cool. So that was like my introduction to that. Mm. And um, I went on tour. (laughs) It's funny. I went on tour with a little brother and we stopped there to do something when we were in Minneapolis and slug was there and this was my space shit. And I, I just said, yo, let's take a photo. We took a photo and I put it on MySpace and that one went crazy, you know, compared to all the other photos <laughs> I had. So I was like, what is it about him? You know what I mean? Like that right. people are going crazy for. So I started looking into atmosphere and, and similar to Brother Ali, I knew scapegoat and like, mm-hmm. you know, like trying to find a balance and stuff. But once again, I wasn't like delved into their catalog, you know what I mean? And so once I started looking into it, I was like, oh, this is crazy. You know what I mean? What they're doing. And I started checking out Rhyme Sayers a lot, the way they were operating on their social media when Twitter started and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I was just like, this would be a wide open spot for me to work because nothing that I do, you know, nothing that they got sounds like what I do. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of approached them after mm-hmm. I did um, the layover with Decon, which is now Mass Appeal. I, um, I had a couple offers. I had one from Duck Down and I had one from a couple other people as far as like, doing solo records and i just sent them one of the offers i had and i asked them if they would match it and they were like yeah so that was that (laughs) yeah it was crazy that's that's dope that's dope um kind of pulling back a little bit uh this week uh eminem put out a new record uh which we are all laughing because none of us listen to it (laughs) but um i always think back to your eminem diss i think is underrated in the sense of um disses on him and i don't even remember what the context how it started was but do you ever kind of look back on that is that like a funny side chapter to you now do you even care about this thing anymore um as i've learned like even speaking about this type of stuff is careful because like 
clickbait. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, so like, yeah, that whole shit. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, it's just from like a past life, like yeah, from, a mis- yeah. from a misunderstanding. And it was just being young. And, um, everybody I know is, we're all, everybody's cool and grown up. So there's, it's just like, that shit's so over. It's not in my mind. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I've like started two lives since then. But, you know, it's just a, just something that happened. And, um, yeah, man, I don't even know what to say about okay, that. No worries. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're out on tour right now. Um, where where can people catch up with you? I'm off tour. Ali and myself just came off tour. Oh, okay. Uh, just finished. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And now Ali's going to keep going. Okay. And I stayed, I stayed back. I'm working on my album right now, so I need to be in the studio more importantly than be on the road right now. Gotcha. So next few months are just devoted to that right now. That's great. Um <laughs> And do you have a kind of sense of a theme or is there anything kind of brewing or are you just like working on the early stages right now? Yeah, it's starting to make sense for me. I've been making music the whole time, but like, like in the sense, like I haven't, I've been going to the gym. I haven't been thinking about the weight competition, if that makes any sense. <laughs> right, you, you know what I mean? Like right, just, been, right, just staying, perfect, staying yeah. active basically. But um, it's starting, I started to make some stuff that's making sense to me and kind of sitting like a puzzle. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. I, this will probably be first album. That's not like weather related, you know, cause <laughs> okay. in my mind, in my mind, it was like the weatherman layover cats and dogs and then oh, weather. Sure. And I, right. You know what I mean? So okay. it was like a, a saga to me. So I'm kind of closing that book for a minute and um, yeah, just do something different. That, and I want the sound to reflect that. So I'm, I really don't want to make weather or not again. Yeah. And it's temp- it's tempting because it's like, oh, you get, get good reviews and the songs perform well live and all this mm, type of stuff. Right. But I kind of hit a wall with um, a, a format or or wanting to repeat just because. So I think this this one's going to be a little different and mm-hmm. um, we'll see who stays on board. Who fucks with it. <laughs> for me, you know, for me, it, it's just going to be honest and what I'm what I'm influenced by at the time and what I find myself playing the most out of everything I created. So right. I'm like, if I like it, then maybe there's somebody else out there who does. And that was the attitude I had when I started this shit before I knew anybody was going to show up or had any expectations. It was just like, maybe there's somebody who feels the same way I do. So it's, for me, it's kind of like a full circle thing with this next one. So dope, dope. For, for better or for worse, we're going to fucking go. <laughs> I think our clickbait title will be "Check out Evidence's new drill record." Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm not switching genres. That's for sure. No fucking hi hats. None of that. Shit. <laughs> if anything, I just I'm going slower and darker. You know what I mean? Okay. But, okay. Sounds yeah. good. Sounds good. There yeah. it is, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on the program, man. Uh, definitely, you guys check for Evidence when his new record drops. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. our interview with evidence uh really appreciate him coming on and and going so hard at eminem when i i teed up that question (laughs) that is so funny to me that like i'm like oh shit 
like that could still be a thing. We would never do that. I was I wanted to tell him like, bro, we would never go. Evidence calls out Eminem twelve years later, but right, right. I I always just thought that record was really cool and really funny. It, like it's one of the the better pot shot jobs on Eminem that's out there. I think. All. He originated Stan culture. His Stan culture is very much alive. And like I've seen a bunch of <laughs> tweets this week. They're like, if you think Twitter sucks normally, just say something bad about Eminem. <laughs> okay. And okay. there's like a million people like out Got there you. ready to defend him. Um, I think you. it was Hanif Abdul Rakib who uh, we had on the show at the end of last year or last week or whatever this airs, um, where he was like, yeah, I kind of mentioned I didn't like a song of his, and I had like a kid sending me color coded verses saying like, do you not understand how rhyme schemes work? Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I do yeah. actually. And okay. Uh, this is okay. just for the sake of it. So yeah. it's not Jeez. really entertaining to me. Ugh. Okay. So it's, it's nowadays there's certain artists that if you were even to speak on them, you will be ratioed. In a, oh, you remember in a, what happened yeah. when we uh, made one Azalea Banks tweet. Yeah, oh, buddy. <laughs> I think That's it's right. like that times a 30 year career okay. of like okay. weirdos selling 10 million records totally. and like totally. affecting totally. the hearts and minds of Ma- Mountain Dew drinking <laughs> Midwestern <laughs> teens. And it's not always just young cats too. I mean, Eminem's like multi-generational yeah. artist yeah. now. So you got some old fucking you yeah. know, uh, guys with Oakley's in their Twitter We're, avatars. Exactly. Oakley's exactly. and go Fox racing, uh, <laughs> Fox racing Twitter is going to get in. Okay. So we, I, I, it was interesting how he, he deflected that in such a way, but he I get like, it. Nope. He's yeah. like not taking that one. Two lifetimes ago is what he said. Right? Yeah. And yeah. I, I totally get that. No, no, cool. no, it is. It is. And it, look, it's not even like one of those disc records that's like, oh, my God. Totally. I mean, you totally. know, it was it was more kind of like fun, hip hop mm-hmm. uh, when that was still a thing when you weren't like uh, being venomous. But I, I thought it was a, a definitely very thoughtful interview, like uh, just to get some insight on his process. Yeah. And, nice guy. Yeah. Um, chill. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fan of Indica, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that was it. That was interesting, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, totally, totally. Okay, um, I'm interested to hear how the next album's going to be slower and darker. So down with yeah. that, down with that. Let's see how yeah. that goes. I mean, well, if there was ever a time to do some shit that's 100%. slower and darker, now say, is the time, right, right? right? Like it's it's so featuring Griselda. There <laughs> it is. There it is. Uh, shout out to uh, my guy uh, Sun Ra. Um, his tweet of the week was uh, East Coast rappers can have drums as a treat. <laughs> <laughs> My guy, I appreciate That's that. Um, yeah, so we're we're really thankful to to have dude on. Um, I just think in the kind of pantheon of of West Coast um, hip hopiness, uh, you know, dilated and and evidence's work is is right there with with all the kind of greats from our era of when I think about West right. Coast and especially LA rap. Right. He's like um, not thought of as a backpack rapper anymore. And right. that's, it's just wild it's, to it's me. It's own yeah. kind of yeah. uh, accomplishment. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Totally. He, I mean, just, he lasted beyond that and went way, way beyond that and like has had a really interesting career. So it's he and he seems to have very good perspective on it. He definitely reads his own reviews. He knows where he stands yeah. at any given moment within yeah. the game. Yeah. And he's in a cool place right now. Yeah, he was very self aware. So that was really good, cool to see. Especially I mean, you know, dudes like him and Slug have been doing it for years now. Yeah. yeah. Decades now. He tried to decade check though. He's like, hold up, hold up, man. Right. Hold up. How <laughs> are you gonna like, call three decades? Like, I'm only forty, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't do my first record when, when I was, I was 10. totally <laughs> That's not record. how the decade game works. Actually, Cool Keith is now in his fifth decade. I know. You know what I mean? It's wild. It's crazy to me. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it's it's totally wild, but um yeah, a testament to longevity and to hear him talk about uh this idea of the re listen value. 
which is great to hear. I was right. thinking about that. Yeah, right I'm now. glad to hear a rapper right, say that right. because a lot of times you do get the sense of like y'all made this and just kind of that was it. Y'all walked away from right, it. Well, it's right. got that those are mixtapes, right? Like it's mm-hmm. not meant to last. It's just like it's what's hot at the moment. And then um, there's many caveats and like ways you could pick apart that argument. But I think it's the it's the same thing of rappers whose debut album I'm doing air quotes again <laughs> doesn't do well. They're like, oh, that was a mixtape, right? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like it, so it's a mixtape. That's yeah. right. Here's my fourth debut album. Exactly. Um, yeah. Chance. Chance. Yeah. Um, Megan so, the Stallion. Ooh. She did that. Yeah, yeah. Which was sometimes I'm kind of like some some artists, and now we're in we've wandered into a new segment. Um, sometimes with the artist, I'm like, I don't know that I need Megan the Stallion in an album format. I would, you know, if right, if there right. was just a way to call it's more it of everything. like a Google image search format. <laughs> <laughs> More, more of an Instagram video format. Oh, man. Did you see her video of her in the studio with Pharrell? And Chad. And Chad. Oh, I'm sorry. Chad. Chad is back Why is Chad Neptune's being erased? Time. Right. Yes, right. Yes. I know. Um, I know. Uh, Dave, as Dave looks at us. Like, <laughs> God damn it. We know why. I know. We know why. Uh, yeah, Trucker that w- had erasure. <laughs> I was going to say the Asian guy. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was. It's definitely interesting to kind of see uh, to see them in the studio together, and it seemed like she was totally not taking it seriously. Like, you know, I she's think in- she dances when she's happy. She dances when she's sad. She dances <laughs> when she's taking it seriously. Yep. She dances when she's cleaning the house. Yeah. Like, and I'm here for all of those. I'm here for all of those. Yeah, I'm okay with those dances. <laughs> yes, yes, but dances it- with wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, those wolves aren't ready. Uh, those wolves yeah, are not co- ready. Kevin Costner. Uh, yes. Um, that's pretty funny. Yeah. So, so um, not sure how we ended up on Megan Thee Stallion from Evidence, but we thank Evidence again for coming on the show. Um, at some point, we should tally up all of the interviews. Like whenever I'm trying to tell somebody about the show, it's almost every. So we're on a hundred and mm-hmm, and yeah. it's, uh, there's probably. Three of the four shows have interviews. Okay, so so 75. 75 or so. 75 plus, and interviews. like 50 have been good. So <laughs> definitely um, go back uh, in in the annals, but we're definitely, uh, you know, it's it's a it really is a blessing to have actual people who are involved in the culture totally, on, totally. Our, on our podcast. It's what separates us from some of the swill. Um, <laughs> so we definitely uh, always want to big up David Ma and his uh, booking acumen. Booker T. Jones over here. <laughs> That's nice. right. That's Booker right. D. <laughs> Booker D. <laughs> so she said, um, hello. <laughs> oh, man. That's right, you guys. It's dad level humor. We are the dad bod rap pod. Yeah.